Morning, Kate. Good morning. Welcome back from your wonderful trip to Thailand. Thank you very much. It looked fabulous. I have to say, I, I miss having you on the same timeline as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the time zones thing does make an interesting difference, actually. Yeah, it doesn't make it impossible, but it just makes you have to think about it a bit more. And just the environment looks amazing. Oh, yes, it's very lush out there. It, it looked it looked lush and, and I think perhaps you know being in a state of lush or or good environment or good energy may be something that would be good for us to talk about today yeah um I, I don't know about you but there seems to be at the moment and it's irritating me and I'm not quite sure why an influx particularly on on LinkedIn of the the 10 steps to kind of approach you know a list of how to or you know five set steps to success or 10 steps to a better you or you know 10 steps to avoid stress or and it's all just endlessly steps yes but you know part of the reason that that is is that lists are seen as being popular on social media so it's advised as a strategy to get people to engage with content or to read content that doing a list will will generate that so it becomes part of the training in copywriting and article writing for social media okay now psychologically i guess i understand that because most people if they start like to finish not all but if the left brain is in charge that's where the, the completer lives on the left side. Um, and the left side of the brain is very much the survival part of the brain. So when all else, <laughs> when all is lost, it's the left brain that drives people through whilst they're still in their heads. So I, I guess from a, you know, how to make people read your, your statement, I guess that makes sense. However, there is a big difference between reading something and and intellectualizing it and reading something and absorbing it yeah and one of the things that i've noticed with those lists of how to is that people get caught in them yeah they get caught in what you know well i'm on step four and and they said this would have happened by then but it hasn't and actually it it brings me to a, a quite a provocative topic which has just come to mind part of those lists of you know 10 things to success one of the things that i have seen on trend a lot at the moment are those coaching courses you and i kind of flicked a couple of notes about it the other day where you know is your life in a challenge are you not making enough money old pyramid selling type approach yeah. um you know come and give us x thousands of pounds and we'll turn you into a business coach yeah and, you know you'll be able to charge thousand pounds a session or whatever it is they're promising yeah and and the impact of those 10 steps to what i would regard as as you know a dark place you know 10 steps to hell because now you still haven't achieved what you were looking for in many instances i'm sure there are some people who are successful but i know a whole load of people who haven't made it work yes you've also got a big dent in your bank account and, and if you take all the materialistic stuff out of it, self-esteem, self-worth, self-confidence, adding value, just get knocked horribly. 
Very much so. I see that with people coming to me a fair amount that have have been on these courses, who've been on or on the receiving end, who've paid a lot of money to work with some of these coaches. Yeah. And then the outcome hasn't been what they desired. And then actually how much it's blocked and stopped them in their flow of their business because it's almost sidetracked them in many ways away from what it is they were really trying to achieve in the first place. Well, it, it seems to become a bit of an obsession. You know, they did it so I must do it. And, and there seems to, because of this need to complete the 10 steps and not give up, because at the point of, of fear, you are triggering a lot into that limbic area of the left brain. Yeah. I have this need to keep going because if I, if I give up, all is lost. And if I keep going, then maybe I'll make it. And of course, you know, success comes from, from many different areas. And it's, you know, there is a role of persistence in there, but it's not, it's not persistence beyond the realms of, of, of common sense of, yeah. of intuitive knowledge. It's not this relentless drive in it, you know, it's about flow. And it's also very unique to each person. Yes. Yes. And I think that's one of the things that gets me around these. Here's my formula. Here's my 10 steps to, here's my, you know, here's how I achieved success. Yes, we can learn from each other, but there's become quite a sense, I find on social media, of a bit of a preachy nature. This yeah. is the way to do it. These are, you know, this is the only way to do it. And if you follow this, this will happen. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we don't know what budgets those people have got. We don't know what background, what lifestyle, all of. I think there was one I was having lunch with a friend yesterday and she'd been listening to a podcast and one of um, and she's a working mum and she's trying to get like a side business thing off the ground as well. And she'd been listening to this. And this uh, podcast had, had suggested, you know, if you're struggling with this, just get a cleaner. And she was just like, well, you know, that's fine if you, she, you know, she's like that getting a cleaner is half the food for the week for the family. Yeah. Uh, so I've got to, you know, yeah, it would be great to get a cleaner in to help, you know, save time so I can spend more time on my business. But that's, you know, and it is very easy for people to preach these ideas when they're not, you know, in awareness of what other people have going on in their lives. I think that's really true. And it, it, it almost feels like it's an attempt to maintain business as it is, to keep a status quo in, in, that, in the way of doing business. And yet I have this strong underlying sense that business is in the midst of change. So why would we want to replicate what's there now when we already know what's there now doesn't really work, is not sustainable? Now, what do I mean by that? There are companies making money out there. Sure there are. We are seeing the highest levels of what is often pick, pitched as mental health, which I think should be emotional health. Um, emotional health issues we've got suicides on the increase we have got more people being given antidepressants or drugs for anxiety um, sick time related to some kind of mental illness is is on a massive increase 
and where's the common denominator in that well it's our our today life our, our today life is is driving people to a state where enough is never enough yeah and you know they are driven to buy things and unfortunately social media really feeds into this and platforms like amazon like i've noticed a big shift from coming back from thailand to now being back in england just how much how much more i buy since i've been back here than when i was over there because very much there's a think it buy it and i know and I remember like back when I was a kid, you wouldn't do, you know, you weren't able to, no. but I was really reflecting on that the other day, just that fast pace, you know, when we're in an era where we're looking at our consumption and, you know, there's a big awareness around plastics and waste and, and everything now, just, just how fast paced all of this is now. And of course it, it can be overwhelming and create an anxiety on some level if we're having to feed that. Well, there's the feeding, there's the, the need to feed that, which, you know, of course takes money in order to feel like I fit in. You know, if you take teenagers as a, as a classic example, if I buy that top branded shirt, if I have those top branded trainers, I will be accepted. But of mm. course you're accepted in the moment mm. and the acceptance isn't enduring. So, you know, it, it, it almost lurches from i need those really expensive trainers to now i re- need this really expensive top because otherwise i won't fit in and then tomorrow i'm going to need this and and of course none of it delivers that sense of belonging yeah. but you know as human beings there isn't very much that we really need and all that we really do need um from a non-food but non-essentials perspective are, are things like to, to belong to have purpose to be able to be adding value um, and and to be recognized and none of that costs anything you know we we could make a point of uh, at least helping people with some of those elements continuously Mm. you know we could continuously help people find their purpose or you know ensure people recognize their value by recognizing them yeah you know a quick thank you that was a really good job or thank you i really enjoyed that conversation or thank you for being my friend or you know that that appreciation gratefulness all of that real human interaction stuff i think is really missing and and yet when it's not there um we get drained And it's as we start to get drained of energy that the stress steps in. And and we just need to, it's so easy. It's so easy to be kind. It's so easy to notice somebody. And it's all too often you just get a sense that people don't notice until it's too late and they're not there anymore. And yet that in the moment it is so positive for both parties because not only are you helping the person who you just, you know, you spoke to and delivered the bit of feedback to, but you walk away with a feel good factor. Yeah. So it kind of bolsters you and them. A really random example of this is I was in America 
um, a few months ago and one of my friends there, she made a point of, not made a point like speaking wise, but I noticed whenever we were out, she would take her cups and she would like put them back so that the staff didn't have to do it in wherever we were. And that's something I hadn't thought about before. It just wasn't in my consciousness for whatever reason. So when I've, I was just like, what a lovely thing to do. And so I started to, I've started to do it. I actually started to notice it, like particularly while I was away, there's, I would say in like a holiday destination, there's a real expectation that everything's done for you. So even if I was just by the pool and had had a drink, I would take my cup and I would take it back up to the, the bar area. And I noticed like their faces, they were just like, oh, wow, thank you. And just that tiny little gesture, which took nothing on my part, just it, just, and, and then it, it created more of a bond between yeah. us because I was showing almost a, a, a kindness and a respect for them that I didn't expect them just to clear it up for me. And that human connection is really what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. And to get that human connection, we have to put some heart into it. Which I don't find in any of those 10 steps. No. And the, the 10 steps, whilst I understand, you know, the, the thinking behind, I think, and, and the reason that they're trained, yeah. it, brings us, it brings me to a, another word, which is authenticity. Yes. When you're writing those 10 steps, who are you serving, really? Are you serving your likes? Or are you in service of the person who's going to read them? But I really notice this when I am working with various different people, especially depending on what training they've had before they come to me. There's this very much this formulaic way of writing that's been on it quite often with a bit of an NLP edge to it. There's a lot of you address the pain point, then you address this, then you do this, then you, you know, there is a list and then there's a wrap up and then there's a sell. And yeah. so, and it's just become very generic, but it's what people have been trained to think is the best way to do copywriting for online marketing. And yet how many generic people do you know? Yeah, I know. This is what I'm trying to work with, with people to really knock that out of them. But, you know, it get, the sad thing is it, it gets the results, whereas sometimes the actual, the authentic, real voice stuff takes a little bit longer. It's, it's not as quick a, a win, so to speak. And that in itself is really interesting because it gets the results now, yeah. but it's build long-term relationships. So then we have to find another way. Yeah. And so one approach gets replaced with another approach. You know, first of all, it was memes and, and, and then they came and went and, you know, and it, and it kind of evolves in this ever, ever expanding, must have it now, because if I don't have it now, then I'm not good enough. And, and it, it seems to drive this in the moment, it's disposable. And that's not what life's about at all. And that you picked up on that not good enough, you know, just how much even a response on social media can drive that and then make you want to do the thing that gets the perceived success. 
and, and what's really interesting, and it never ceases to amaze me, is that even though social media has its ways of tracking, there are always those people who slip through the net that you're unaware of in the same way as if you'd have had a, a billboard hoarding in days of old, mm. you wouldn't know who you interacted with. Mm. And quite often, so with our podcast, for example, quite mm. often someone will say, oh, I listened to that. And you think, well, did you? Well, I never knew. And maybe if we stopped being tied up with so much over in the moment recognition yeah. and went for authentic relationship building, authentic connection, then actually we wouldn't have to worry about 10 steps because the flow of business is such that when the system is in balance, then business just works. When we try and force a system to behave in a way that's not natural, I'm struggling for words here, but not in balance, well, then we, you might get some short-term results. But it's, not, it's never going to deliver a sustainable future. And maybe people don't want a sustainable future. Maybe it is all quick burn here, gone tomorrow. I, I don't know. Mm. Yes. I don't know how, I, I don't know what's left of people in their very stressed out worlds that enables them to see beyond the here and now. It, it feels, it feels like they just bounce from moment to moment in their low energy, high stress states, trying to achieve, trying to be, emphasis on that word, trying, mm. it, that, that follows the, the, the 10 steps or the list or the how-to or, or the process and never quite getting there. So they have to bounce again mm. and again. And that's what makes it unsustainable. Mm. Now I'm very lucky because because I'm crazy scientist, pseudoscientist that I am. That you don't have to look too far though, Kate, to find some some answers. And I'm very lucky that I surround myself with people who send me snippets and bits that I I run off and explore. That I will then feed back into the loop so that we can all grow and develop. But I also understand that letting go of some of the, the more materialistic in the moment, got to have it now stuff is quite hard. Slowing down, people find very hard. If there, if there is ever something I come across, it's that there is never enough time. So there's never enough time to complete step 10. There's never enough time to do the list properly. So even if we did have the same environment as the list producer and the same skill set and the same life so that we could replicate exactly what they're suggesting, we don't have the time available to finish it anyway. Mm. And it, 
it kind of begs how much longer can people continue working in that way? Because I don't, as I said earlier, I don't think it's that much longer. I'm, I am seeing levels of stress, levels of anxiety. There seems to be an anxiety epidemic going on, actually. Yes, there does. Yes. And, and sadly, so that I see, I'm going to say sadly at two levels, actually. I, I work with people who are in very senior roles who are kind of 45 and above in years who are experiencing high levels of anxiety, high levels of self-worth. And, and the only way that's covered off is either by removing themselves from the situation. So they kind of observe themselves outside of their head. So they're very removed and often classed as cold yeah. or they're aggressive. Yeah. They have this need to fight and defend because otherwise, you know, how can I provide for my family? Therefore I will be a failure. So I have to at all costs. And that's classic stress, not being able to appreciate others. And then I also see it equally, if not more sadly, in the 20 to 35 year old age bracket. And we've got youngsters that almost hit the working environment, regardless of what it is, stressed. But we have had, a, like I say, with the, the purchasing, the speeding up, everything's so available, like the online, like I notice a lot of anxiety around that's coming from social media that's caused by social media because we're in this compare contrast yeah you know so much information so much everything I, I i'm making a real effort like i've moved all my apps into another part of my phone because it becomes such a we're so like they they've been designed they have this addictive design built in so that we're getting these dopamine hits yeah every time we're checking our phones and i was reading about the difference between dopamine and serotonin yeah yeah and just what that's doing to our system so it's yeah. getting us into a heightened state of anxiety so i think that's got a part to play in this anxiety epidemic as well i'm sure you're right because there is an expectation that whatever i put out there is going to get a response yeah but I also that but looking for the response, like I've noticed my own patterns. When I look, go onto social media, I, I, I notice what's going on in the body. And there is a real fluttering in that tummy solar plexus area. And I am looking for a hit. There is absolutely no doubt about it. I'm looking for information and either validation or connection, like one of the two. And so it, it is a, it, you know, it is, it's creating that, that loop well and if you're going in with an expectation i wonder how often the expectation is met or whether it's eternally never quite enough yeah. because if you've got 10 likes well why haven't you got 100 and if you've got 100 why haven't you got a thousand and and so on and and so up and i think because you have that high expectation there's an eternal disappointment every time you you go anywhere near it Again, a bit like the list. Oh, the list didn't work. The post didn't yeah. work. The list didn't work. Yeah. Feeds the story in your head to reinforce, well, actually, you know, I'm, I'm not as good as. Yeah. I'm, good I'm not good enough. I mean, that I'm not good enough, I think, is, is a pattern for most of us on some level of not feeling enough. I'm, I'm one that very few people will voice. It's a, it's a little silent monster 
because we can't possibly share I'm not good enough but when we're all suffering with it if we all spoke about it yeah yeah and and we just we don't the the shamanic journeying that I have been doing as part of my training course has that is probably the number one limiting belief that comes up with the whole group I've noticed that in the work that I was doing in Italy with Gaia, same thing, all the workshops, that was pretty much the number one thing for everyone in those groups. Yeah. And I think, and I suspect that there's a many, many human beings suffering from, I'm not good enough. Yeah. Which of course is self-talk. Yeah. That doesn't make it any less powerful and it slips in under the skin. Yeah. And you know, it, when we when we talk about well-being or health or balance or you know in a in a state of flow we have to look to all areas and that that means we need to look at you know our, our physical selves what are we doing to ourselves physically are we exercising how much nutrition are we putting in you know how are we treating our physical bodies yeah we also have to look at our our mental self you know what stories are we telling ourselves how how tied up are we with some absolute you know can or can't versus being flexible and open-minded and what's driving those when we look at our emotional well-being you know what's what's going on emotionally are we open and honest with our feelings and and able to just at least acknowledge them and you mentioned just now raised conscious awareness most people are very low on awareness of their emotions yet they would deny that vigorously but it's only when you you know irritatingly sit and points out someone's shifted emotion or you track their emotion that you start to see just how much they're impacted and then of course the bit that we really do avoid you know so we we accept him we accept mental we accept physical we're uncomfortable with emotional and the real taboo area, which is the final key element, is that spiritual well-being. And when we think spiritual, we don't necessarily think religion, but we do start to think about values. We do start to think about connectedness. We do start to think about what kind of practices are we putting in place to you know, look after our, our spiritual aspects because we may not like it, but there is plenty of scientific evidence to prove that we have it. And our spiritual energy, which has a big impact on those around us, is, is important as part of the well-being picture. And how would you define spiritual energy for people that that's a, that concept that they can't quite and I guess the challenge of, of spiritual energy is very much um, around the fact that you can't see, see it, yeah. but you can't see emotions either, but boy, can you feel them? Yeah. And when, when we think about energy, you know, let's go back to something that is at a, at a scientific level understandable. So we all know that we're made up of cells and we know that in those cells um, at a, a micro level then we've got the nucleus the, the brain of the cell sitting inside it and we've got electrons and protons and what have you whizzing around it 
And when you start to look at what's inside those elements in the cell, then it's pure energy. And you can measure that in the same way as you can measure electrical current. You know, you, in the same way as you can create a graph to measure vibration. Well, that energy comes off of us, yeah. driven from our well-being. The field around us can extend on a daily basis to about three meters, 10 foot, something like that. And it comes from the heart, right? It comes from the heart, absolutely. And when we're really agitated or our well-being is off-center, that, that field around us can extend to about nine meters, 45 feet. So if you've ever been in a situation where there's some something negative happening, the wave of the, the spiritual feeling, spirit, the energy, runs much faster than the event that's unfolding. So if it impacts somebody in the front, you feel the wave knock back without them necessarily knowing why they feel like that. Yeah. They, they walk into almost like, a spiritual storm yeah often it's referred to as a thought storm because there is not enough safety around the word spiritual because people have got all sorts of um yeah things that they associate with the word spiritual yeah because it's intangible and you know it, it's a bit like we can deal with mental because yeah. everyone thinks mental brain so therefore that's physical and we can deal with physical body because we can touch and feel it yeah emotions is something that's not still not really acceptable you know for men have to be real men so therefore they can't be emotional and women are far too emotional so they shouldn't be emotional so crazy though right because it's, <laughs> but that's um, the case when we all have emotions and, and they're that, all valid and valuable and we have so much to learn from them yeah and they run us <clears throat> yeah when we're when we're not in a state of coherence when we don't have the balance going on between the four elements of you know mind body spirit emotion then it's the emotions that run the show. We may not like that, but that's the truth of the matter. They, they run the show because when, when the emotions take over, they drive the hormones, they drive the endocrine system, which then, you know, fires up all the, the nervous system. So the autonomic system is, is often running when we're not even aware. And if it's something we do every day, then we slip into it. Unconscious awareness is only going to come by taking time. There is no ten steps to conscious awareness. There is, there is nothing to be done other than to slow down and start to be disciplined about it. And that means, you know, m maybe putting in some time for exercise. Yeah, not just you know once a month, but really focusing on something that. Gives you, why not make make it be something that you really enjoy yeah find the exercise that physically feeds you that you enjoy you know find an can be walking and dancing and this yeah. longevity book that i'm reading he recommends like an hour a day of a walk yeah. and then exercise like swimming or dancing or whatever it might be like three times a week but really making that part of your 
you know, and it's like an hour a day or walk actually that's joyful like I can think and plan and come up with ideas in that walk and give myself that time and of course if you're out with nature yeah the energy replenishment is enormous yeah and again this is all scientifically proven we're not out there pushing edges this is no I know yes yes and and mentally learning something or having a stimulating conversation with somebody, you know, verbal conversation, not email conversation. Yeah. And, and learning something could be anything from learning something that you're really interested in to learning a new language to, to anything, all of which will get the brain fired up and help flexibility and create an open mind, be less judgmental, which builds in more space. Mm. Yeah, and, and becoming more aware of your emotions and focusing on things that are positive rather than negative you the story in your head comes from you and and there is a space there is a moment when you choose your story if you are consciously aware but also when when emotions come allowing them rather than suppressing yeah. them because they pass they love the phrase this too shall pass so if something's making you emotional whatever it might be angry sad happy welcoming it letting it have its moment and move through you yeah and then it and then yeah then you can go back to your equilibrium yeah and spiritually is about spending time on you the easy thing spiritually to do is to go and be mindful or do a bit of meditation doesn't require anything other than time time mm -hmm. and space mm -hmm. deep breathing there's you know you don't need to go and buy anything mm. You know, there is no, for anything that we're talking about here, you don't need anything other than you. Mm. You know, walking is for free. Learning is for free. Creating, you know, a oneness with your emotions, becoming aware doesn't cost you anything. It just takes a bit of time. And, and spiritual development just takes a bit of time. Yeah. Noticing and spending time on you noticing the thoughts that come focusing on the breathing if you you know even if you just focus on the body and the various bits of the body our body is amazing in what it does and yet we don't notice it it's like such a well-oiled engine and it doesn't need much to keep running and we can really punish it with lifestyle and stress and poor environment and removing it from connection which it longs for we can you know force it into a situation where it needs 10 steps to the perfect life and it still continues to serve us the best way it can and when it you know when things are achy or uncomfortable if we just paid attention to them then we could shift our world and if we shifted our world then we wouldn't have half the issues we have today.